This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome everyone to Dragon Quest FM, where we talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest. I'm Austin. I'm BJ. And this week we're going to be chatting a little bit more about Dragon Quest Monsters, The Dark Prince, but it's also the end of the year. This will be our last yeah, episode strange. of 2023. Yeah. Which is so weird. Like this year, I don't even know where this year went. Like I really cannot believe it's past Christmas already. It went by really. I quick, know everybody yeah. says that every year, but like, really, I've got time has really gotten away from me this year. I thought there was an extra week before Christmas. Like Jennifer and I were talking, and we're like, "No, it's this weekend." And I'm like, "Oh my god, I really thought there was another week between then and now." It's like actually has like I've gotten off calendar this year. Yeah. So so before we talk about DQ monsters, usually at the end of the uh, end of the year we always talk about like our favorite games that we played throughout the year whether they actually came out this year or not like i know we talked about game of right. the year stuff for game awards like a few weeks ago but that was like only games that came out this year because that's how the game awards work but that's not how you and i work so um yeah generally no <laughs> so uh so what's some of your favorite games that you played this year other than baldur's I've gate played... 3 obviously it's baldur's, baldur's gate, gate 3, 3. yeah it's it's so good, like y'all, like just again, it's so good. Um, more than anything, I've played D and mean, uh, the tabletop game, like doing it a couple of uh, times this year. Like you and I have been playing Pirate Borg over the last few weeks with our group, and I have so enjoyed Pirate Borg. It's really that, good. Uh, yeah. That really is. It's it's so much fun. It's so ridiculous. And uh, I think it was the last session that we had gotten to play before Christmas, where you were like. I love how this is a pirate-themed game, but we've turned it into, like, a redneck, uh, just... Well, I don't remember what the term Redneck board. Like, just a red redneck board. Yeah, it was just, like, we we just went all in on it. It was it was great. Uh, I would love to have a redneck board after <laughs> that. Like, uh, maybe we need to write that. Maybe we need to make Etheridge Borg. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but, really, Pirate Borg has been really fantastic this year. And earlier, I had gone and i'm thinking this was this year i don't think it was last uh where i modded my 3ds and played a ton of like fire emblem games i'm pretty sure that was earlier this year but i played a crap ton of like retro games and probably fire emblem engage and uh fire emblem uh revelate not revelations um i've already lost the 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 name of the awakening 
was one of my favorite games this year. Like it was, I just got really into strategy games, which is where uh, Baldur's Gate really uh, scratched that itch as well. But uh, it got me to play Dragon Quest Monsters, the uh, uh, fan translation of the 3DS games that I didn't actually know existed. I was really surprised when I was looking around for cool 3DS games uh, and what, you know, searching and being able to play like international games that there was a Dragon Quest Monsters uh, Terry's Wonderland that was done completely in 3D, that was completely remade, that never made it into uh, the U.S., that has a fan translation. And I was super shocked that I had no idea it was there. And it's really, really good. And honestly, it plays a whole bunch like uh, DQ Monsters 3 uh, for the Switch, the uh-huh. Dark Prince for the Switch, that it's... It's very good, and once I finish up this one, I'm really, really tempted to go and uh, work through it again, uh, get even further in it, because it's very, very good. Yeah, Um, you should. But yeah, so I played a lot of stuff like that, where I was going back to older games, and uh, specifically older Fire Emblem games. I really enjoyed those on the DS and uh, GBA. Uh, I think it was the Burning Blade Maybe I played a lot of on the DS and uh, or uh, GBA, and that one was a lot, a lot of fun. What about you? What have you played? Like you play a ton more games than I do. Like your your PlayStation recap specifically. Like you had an absolutely nuts amount of uh, obviously RPGs, but just everything on there. What have you done this year that that may not have even come out this year? Um, I guess to touch on the highlights because. As you say, I do play quite a few video games. Um, but like, I guess probably my favorites have been Dragon Quest Monsters. Obviously, I'm very, I've st- I'm still playing Dark Prince in post game. So good, trying to 100% the Monsterpedia. More on that in in a minute. But um, but that one, I had fun playing. Sea of Stars was earlier um, in the fall mm. and. I really liked it. I don't think I liked it as much as everybody else because honestly, I think Chained Echoes was better and kind of, they're very similar. Not just that they were indie like RPGs trying to like revive a like bygone era, but just Mm -hmm. similar things that they did. And I just thought Chained Echoes was a lot better. So I think that's why maybe I didn't like Sea of Stars as much as a lot of people did, but I still really enjoyed Uh, it. Final Fantasy 16 um, is another big one that I really enjoyed this year. Uh, this kind of been FF sixteen. FF sixteen summer was kind of like you know because yeah. I, I platinumed it and everything like that. I've not gone and d- done the first wave of DLC that's a, that is out now because I'm really bad about DLC. Like once a game comes out, the DLC I just I'm really bad about coming back to it. Um, but really mm-hmm. liked that one. Uh, Ratchet and Clank, honestly. Oh yeah, that was this year. Rift Apart. Yeah, it didn't come out this year, but I played it back in like August and I just had like stupid amounts of fun with it. Like it's so much fun. I think Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart might have been the most fun I had playing a game this year, which is weird because it's not an RPG and yeah. I I mean I do love RPGs and so many good ones. But came it is out. just fun to play. Yeah. Like, that one is just straight-up fun to play, so I totally understand. Like, when I, it took me completely by surprise on just how good it was. Like, I expected it to be fun from what I had heard, but I didn't expect it to completely uh, just pull me in. And, like, I didn't want to do anything else because it was so much fun. Yeah, it was just like, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. And 
Honestly, that may be it, like in terms of just video games, like combat video games. I mean, I know, like you mentioned, you know, we play weekly D&D and right now it's Pirate Borg and very, very much in love with Pirate Borg. Um, I mean, there, there were some games that I played that I enjoyed, like Trails to Azure, uh, the remaster of that that finally mm. came out. That was back in like March. Um, and I played uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. That was at the beginning part of the year here and then played through mm-hmm. the DLC, but was kind of disappointed in it. Disappointed in Tears of the Kingdom. I mean, I played a lot of games, but was like didn't like most of them. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's, I'd play too many of them. I don't know. But uh, I was kind of let down by a lot of games this year, but still had a lot of fun with FF16, uh, Ratchet and Clank, and now Dragon Quest Monsters. Like it's been a, it's still been a good year for video games, even though I haven't uh, I got re-obsessed with Tony Hawk, I think that was this year, when I went back and booted up my PS2 and like played through American Wasteland and all that. I'm pretty sure that was at the beginning oh, of this year. Yeah. Like I went back and played through a lot of my old PS2 games. Like That was fun, <laughs> for sure. It was really funny. Earlier this year, I went and played a lot more of the remakes that they did on uh, PS4. And I remember sitting there playing that one, and Riley, my nephew, coming in and being like, why are you playing this? Why are you playing a skateboard game? And I'm like, because it's awesome. Have you heard the music? And it was, it was so, it's just, those games are so good. They're a lot of fun, yeah. It's, it's, it's nostalgia, yes, but also they're genuinely well-made games. Yeah, I totally agree. Kind of segueing into DQ Monsters now because I did want to mention. So last week we were talking about how I was trying to 100% the Monsterpedia, but I didn't have time to look it yeah. up or anything. It actually doesn't tell you. I was, I th- in my head, I thought it told you how many, like what percentage you had actually like filled out versus how many you had actually mm. scouted, but it's just how many you've scouted. So there's no way for me to get an exact percentage unless I calculate it all myself. And there's like... Oh, no. Yeah, there's like 22 pages, like 500 monsters um, for me to calculate. I do know I'm missing some. Did want to give a shout out to Liam Higgins for uh, sharing some things um, over at the uh, with the Dragon Quest FM account on Twitter um, about egg hatching and the ones that are you the only way to get them is when they hatch eggs Um, i actually have most of them so i guess my luck with eggs has been better than i thought Mm. there's still a few that i'm missing and i know i know there's a couple of seasonal monsters that i'm missing but um but overall i think the ones that i'm really that i just have to fill out now are like the s rank x rank monsters like the really hard to get ones. Yeah, the super hard ones that you have to go through entire chains of grandparents and parents and very specifically to get, right? Yeah, so so I don't have an exact estimate for what how many I'm missing from just actually like having their photo in the monsterpedia. Mhm. I would safely assume that I'm beyond the 90% mark, like I'm not missing just a ton of them at this point. Um and then for scouted right now, it's actually a lot lower than I thought it would be. It says I've only scouted something like like sixty one percent of monsters. Oh wow! A lot of them shouldn't be too hard to get because a lot of them are actually like the G and F rank monsters. Because I was at that point in the game, like I mean, there's a lot of G and F monsters. Like even in in. <sighs> in the upper echelons like you still can run into some g rank monsters and i think it was just one of those Uh things where it was like you know you see g and f rank monsters and it's like "Eh, i don't need that 
And so I really, somewhere around in there, I really, I really stopped trying to catch them all <laughs> and, <laughs> and everything. And so I think that was probably part of it because um, I, just looking through, because, you know, they have a little check mark by the ones you've scouted. And I was mm-hmm. looking through and there's like a ton of them that I just have not scouted, except for the slime family. I got really obsessed with slimes and then realized I needed to quit it well, because a lot of the unique monsters that I was needing to, uh, that I was needing to get didn't need slimes, uh, slime types. And so I was like, okay, Austin, you got to stay away from the slime families because you're like synthesizing. I, like, seriously, there was a point in the game, probably for, somewhere around the halfway point for me where I realized that like, oh my gosh, I'm just synthesizing a little slime army. Like I got to get away. I, I need variety or else I'm just going to be stuck. Right. And so I kind of had to make myself, but in terms of slimes, like I have, I have a lot of them, uh, missing some of the like metal ones, you know, like the, the metal slime enemies. I have not run into a single metal slime. That was one of the things I wanted to talk to you today about was figuring out where in the world you start seeing metal slimes because I have not noticed a single one anywhere I've gone. So I have a spiel for you on that. Okay. All right. I do not know what the like spawn rates or whatever <laughs> of metal slime monsters are. But I had I had abysmal luck. Like I've seen several people online who are showing off like their metal slime encounters and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I had abysmal luck. So I actually made it through everything until the it's the upper echelon of the circle of fortitude, which that's the one I couldn't remember its name last week, but the one that I said looks like Midgar yeah. from Final Fantasy Seven. It's uh-huh. like a junkyard. Hate it. I don't like that's Hate my it. that's my least favorite circle, yeah, for sure. But anyway, the upper so I, so the upper echelon of the circle of fortitude, which anybody playing the game like that's that's pretty late in the game, especially um, like if you go by like you know when you're going through travel light, if you go in order of like how many like stars it has, it's like monster heads. Yeah, yep. If you're going in order. Um, because they do open up and you can kind of, t- at some, at some points you can tackle them in any order, but if you're going purely yeah, in order, yeah, this one's like, I guess if you're going in order, this is probably the third or fourth one you would get to in the upper echelons if you're going by that okay. kind of star ranking. So it is later in the game. I was there and I saw one King Slime, Metal King Slime. Oh my God. Yeah. That was the, that was the first time I'd ever run into a metal monster. It's also frustrating because that's where the the cyborg slimes appear in the wild, and from mm. the from the back they kind of look like metal monsters. Yep. And so I was tricked many a time in that upper echelon uh, because I was running into cyber sli- cyborg slimes and thinking they were metal slime monsters and they weren't. And then the big the big king slime it was only one. Like a lot of times in Dragon Quest games, you know, you run in. And like, that might be the one in the overworld, but then there's like a couple of metal slimes mm-hmm. or like a slime uh, or like a bubble slime kind of thing yeah. uh, with them. But no, this was just, it was the, it was the metal King slime and two cyborg slimes was all it was. And the King ran away from me after like, I, like I hit, I managed to hit it twice, but um, it never took enough health off of it to, to kill it. And of course on its first turn, it fleed. And I was just like, well, that was a disappointment. Yeah, that's sad. That's. I mean, I've gotten things like, you know, you can get the metal slime cards from uh, the as rewards for in the Colosseum and Molosseum. Okay. 
I think that starts at like rank C fights maybe. And so like there were times like that, like I use, I would use those on, on monsters to level them up quickly. Like, like I got crystal Linda right. from DQ 11 as an A rank and I wanted her to level up quickly. So I took her to like an, an upper echelon and she hit like level 25, you know, pretty quickly. And then yeah. I was like, eh, I need you like level 40, but I don't necessarily feel like fighting things. So I just like dropped a bunch of um, like metal slime cards <laughs> on her yeah. to get her up, which was As maybe one does, yeah. which was maybe foolish. But um, but anyway, just to kind of get her to a more comfortable area for where I wanted her to be, because I wanted her in my party at that point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, the me- the metal slime monsters in this game seem extremely rare even by metal slime monster standards like i really i Mm. almost i almost went through the entire game without yeah me not seeing uh, any so far has actually surprised me i figured that i would have at least seen a regular metal slime somewhere by this point that uh, i'm about halfway through the middle echelons and have not seen anything uh even like in the distance being able to uh, look like a metal slime so i'm I'm glad to know that I haven't just overlooked them. Yeah. I mean, and maybe I but did yeah, too. Maybe sucks. maybe you did overlook them and I have overlooked them too. Yeah, maybe so. Because they were kind of tough to find. So where we haven't actually, other than just like casually talking about playing it and stuff, um, we haven't talked since last week about you playing it. So where you've progressed pretty steadily from where you were last time. You're like in right. the middle echelons and stuff now, right? Yeah, I'm in the middle echelons now. I have beaten Ludo. Um, oh, okay. Found yeah. out the story spoilers from there um, and what was going on and moved into, I want to say, either the second or third area of the uh, middle echelons. I decided I had to do the stupid circle of fortitude where it was the factory and all of that because that's the first one that opens up. But after that, I know I went into. Uh, I, want, I don't remember if I did another one before this, if I did the Circle of Conquest, and then I went to the Circle of Temper, I believe, the Fire one, and uh, ended up just beating it uh, before uh, I put it down yesterday. But went through all of it with uh, Fuego, the, uh, the, the, the Spanish-speaking uh, flame, flamethrower who uh, joins you and you fight the big dragon from the uh, Brimstone Boys. Yeah. So I uh, I enjoyed that a lot. Like, I'm really enjoying going through the, like, little small stories uh, in the game, uh, the little individual towns having their thing and you getting the, the characters. But um, I am end up exploring. I'm, I'm pulling an Austin on these where I want to explore the entire map before moving on, and I want to see, like, as much of the map as I can in the seasons uh, that just kind of happen as I go through. So I explore a lot uh, and recruit and scout a lot, but not like, that's not what I'm like. I'm not farming for scouting. I'm just exploring and trying to unlock all of the map uh, before I move into the kind of unlock the zoom locations yeah. and then move on. Yeah. Uh, that... So that I can uh, come back and go around however I want. And uh, so I've, I have a really bad habit of going through the zone, exploring, making sure that I take all of the paths, find where I'm going uh, in it. And then once I've unlocked all of the zoom points and I've scouted, you know, what monsters I've just scouted as I fought and they attack me, 
I'll then go back to the Rose Hill Tower and synthesize all of them and then move back forward where they'll level up to 10 really like in a battle or two as I go through the dungeon uh, and then move forward that way. But it takes time. But that's my my kind of pattern on these where I'm not actively synthesizing an army or anything, but I'm going through getting as many of them as I can, going back and synthesizing and trying to get the gold monsters. Uh, that's my, my thing is I always try to, from the ones that I can scout as I go through the areas, just try to get the ones that have the gold background because they're better. Apparently I haven't paid close, very close attention to stats and abilities though. Like that's my, my big problem right now. And I know it'll, I'll pay more attention as I get higher echelons or higher, uh, ranks. Once I get beyond like D and C, it'll matter more because I'm still just synthesizing them after a while. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not worried that worried about stats and uh, which uh, like special like leveled abilities. I can't remember what they're called. They're not talents. They're the other ones that unlock at different different levels, like the 10, 20, and 40 or something like that. I haven't really been paying attention to any of those because I don't level up my monsters most of the time before synthesizing them. I don't know. It's hard to say, but I feel like generally, like if you don't want to have to worry about that stuff, you can kind of not as long as you're... yeah. Because the game gives you monsters at certain times when you need it, like 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 Fuego, mm. you know, there it was a C rank monster when you're running yeah. around with D rank enemies, and so it's like the game yep. I think does a pretty decent job of that overall. And then like in the lower echelons, you know, there was typically a monster village, and you could trade, you could send the monster with their monster to get a a, a better one, right? And so, so I think that. Um, it's one of those things where it's like you can get really deep with it if you want to, but also I think it does a pretty decent job of like, as long as you just kind of do the standard, like the, the RPG equivalent of putting on pants in the morning, like you can kind of get through it, <laughs> I, I think. But really, I mean, you don't have to, you don't have you, to, you, you know, me. put on a whole tux and like do your hair and all that kind of stuff. Like you can just put on yeah. pants and get through the main story for the most part. Yeah, there's not been anything... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, there's some tough fights. Like, I think the upper echelon is really where the difficulty curve really increases. Um, like, you're mm. you're pretty close to there right now, and that's where... Like, where you are right now is actually my favorite part of the game, I think. I mean, I mean I'm enjoying... Oh, really? Like, the story, yeah. Like, I mean, I'm enjoying post-game fine. But, like, the the story part, like, if you if you finish once you hit the credits, once you see the fin or whatever... Um, like mm-hmm. if you just stop right there, I think the middle echelons are my favorite. I really liked the stories that were happening in those. Um, I really liked my, as much, I mean, I got a much stronger team, but I really loved the team that I had at that point in the game. Like I felt just like it was a good variety and everybody was really overpowered. The actual, the like level designs and the dungeon designs and everything felt pretty solid. And I really liked them. Like I know last week I was talking about getting stuck and like shifting sands and things like that, but right. But now that we're kind of moving further into the game now, like um, it is, I think for me, it's like the the lower echelons are fun, but they're all just kind of like a quick crash course introduction into each of these zones. Um, they're pretty basic and straightforward and things like that. And then the upper echelons, it's like the the dungeons in the upper echelons overall suck. Like no spoilers, but <laughs> but the dungeons just suck. There's There's... There's quite a few of them that I was just like, there. 
we'll talk about this in the next time because I want you to get there so that you can kind of rant right. um, with me here. But <laughs> the upper echelons <laughs> were some of my least favorite content in the game overall. Um, and so, yeah. and, and again, it made it worse because at the time that I was playing it, there weren't a whole lot of videos out yet and there were like no guides or anything. So it wasn't like I could just look up solutions Yeah, of course, or right. anything. And the, anyway, the middle echelon portions, the stuff that you're at right now, I think is easily my favorite parts of the story. I liked, I liked what was going on with the main story at that point. I liked what was happening everywhere else. And then, um, like with the upper echelons, um, I don't I don't know how to say it. Like like DQ Monsters 3 is a very good game. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Yes. Just like Dragon Quest Builders 2 is a very good game, but both of those, both of them to me, and and quite a few Dragon Quest spinoffs feel this way to me, it's like they feel a little bit, like it feels like they overstay their welcome. Like by the time you get to the moon in Builders 2 or whatever, when you're in outer space and all that, like it was just kind of like, okay, this feels like there's one too much. Like somewhere along the way, it was true. That's kind of how I started feeling with DQ Monsters there at the very end, where I was like, okay, like I see what's happening here. There had been a lot of big story beats, no spoilers, but big story beats and like Dragon Quest IV connections and things like that that happened already, mm-hmm. where I was like, heck yeah, you know, I'm ready. And then, right, yeah. and then you have to play through another like six hours of the game. And, and, um, and it's not just a Dragon Quest problem. There's quite a few RPGs that I feel like Like, I love the Trails games, and I feel that way about them, where every Trails game feels like it should have ended just slightly before it did. Yeah, I can see that. Maybe that's just, I mean, every movie we watch now, I'm like, it would be better if it was like 20 minutes shorter. So maybe it's just that, like, I'm just not content with anything. Or maybe it's that everything is just too bloated and overly long nowadays. I don't know. I think it is. Jennifer and I have talked about that, too. We, uh, she actually went and showed me we were talking about this the other day it was probably a week or two ago and we were talking about uh just how movies need to be shorter and that movies nowadays are very indulgent and i feel like video games are this way as well uh and part of it is because to justify the budget i believe but we there she went and showed me an snl uh skit that was uh, short ass movies uh-huh. And uh, it was a song they made about how great 90 minute movies are that sometimes you just want to sit down and watch a short ass movie. And it was hilarious. And it's because it was exactly how we felt. We just wanted something fast that we could watch something whole and fast. 
and so many things like video games like this, like having that extra level or having just those extra few areas that you need to go through after it hits a story beat. It feels like uh, it's super indulgent to the point where it's just them doing it because they can not for the betterment of the narrative or the experience for the viewer or player. And so, yeah, I totally, I totally know what you're talking about. Yeah. And I wouldn't uh, like, I don't necessarily feel that like, um, like I don't necessarily feel that DQ monsters or even like any of the games I just mentioned are overindulgent necessarily the way I would like watching like the superhero movie or like even the, even the Barbie movie, which I enjoyed. I was just like, dang, this needed like 30 minutes trimmed off of it somewhere at some point. Oh, I don't know. See, I love it. I thought it was right about, about there. I mean, it could, I agree. I could see how it, it definitely has points where you could, but I thought it worked being where it was, but there are a few we've seen this year who have been like about 25 minutes too long. Yeah. It's like, just, just figure out how to tighten it up. It's and not even that something needed to be cut. It just needed to be tightened. And I think that a lot of video games are that way too. Uh, Final Fantasy 16 feels that way a great deal. Um, and it's probably because I do a lot of the side quests though. That's uh, doing all of that, I think, makes it feel a little bit too long, which is why I haven't gone back to it. Where when I do go back to beat it, I'm probably going to power through the main story, kind of like you did with the Final Fantasy mode. Yeah, because if you just do the story, it's actually really quick. Like, I think I got, skipping cutscenes, I got through Final Fantasy mode that you unlock after beating the game. Um, I I went Mm -hmm. through that in like, I don't know, 10 hours, I think. I don't know. There's an episode we recorded early in the year where I was more accurate yeah, yeah. about it, but I think it took like I remember hours it being talks. relatively short for it's that. It's quick, yeah. I mean, which surprised me again. And that was also with, with forging the new Ultima weapon and everything that you can get in Final Fantasy mode just for funsies. So, I mean, there was side quests and hunts that I did that I didn't have to do that I did just to get the best weapon in the whole game. So, so there was stuff like that too that took up time. But, but yeah, I... Um, Either way, I mean, I really liked really liked the story of DQ Monsters, but just, and I'm eager to see what you think of the upper, upper echelons, because generally the right. upper echelons were my least favorite parts of the game. Not necessarily the zones, but like the actual like dungeon parts of them were, were pretty bad. So everybody can just consider that a teaser for next week or whenever, mm. um, because we'll talk about it more then. But, but yeah. Also, Happy New Year, everybody. This is our last uh, episode of the year. So, Happy New Year. And Crazy. It is crazy, but we'll be back in 20... I started to say 2026. Why did I say that? We'll be back in 2024 for Season 6 very soon. Um, yes, we'll be that's talk- it. Talking about our usual Dragon Quest stuff and also more on DQ Monsters because there's quite a bit we still want to want to stay on it because of how much we've played it and enjoyed it so far. Remember, if you want to talk to us personally, you can find us uh, at DragonQuestFM on Twitter, patreon.com slash DragonQuestFM, uh, social at DragonQuest.FM if you want to email. Huge shout out to all of our patrons uh, who supported us this Woo! year. Uh, really appreciate you guys. If you want to talk to me individually, I am on Twitter and Blue Sky at DragonQuestin. And if you want to talk to me individually, I am on Twitter and threads at Professor Beej. And uh, I forget about Blue Sky. I'm there at BJ Keaton. Uh, I think I have notifications, so say hi. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we like he said, we have a uh, we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash dragonquestfm, and we truly appreciate every one of y'all. You, you make it worth doing. For sure.
Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Bye.